Support for WABE comes from Virtual Imaging, providing proactive medical diagnostics to catch deadly or debilitating diseases early, using state-of-the-art equipment to detect warning signs or offer peace of mind. You can take charge of your health at virtualimagingatl.com. From Savannah, the hostess city of the South, this is a special edition of Georgia Votes 2022. Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and his Republican challenger, Herschel Walker, met on stage for an hour Friday night at the Marriott Plan Riverside. I'm here to tell you that they've raised your taxes, gave you high inflation. They even put men in women's sports. And I want to let you know that Raphael Warnock, we give him six more years, think what he's going to do. At the end of the day, this race is about who's ready to represent Georgia in the U.S. Senate. I think that choice is clear, and I look forward to having that discussion tonight. I'm Susanna Capaluto, and with me here in Savannah are WABE politics reporters Raul Bali and Sam Greenglass. Hey, hey Susanna, feeling a little tired, but we're here. I know, right? Well, give me your first reaction. Well, let me just set the scene really quick. So we are in this big hotel conference room right on the riverside in downtown Savannah where you've got tugboats going by. And uh, earlier tonight, there were uh, supporters for both of the two candidates up on the stage chanting outside the front doors. Right now, we are on the tail end of this debate. We've got the lovely staff of the hotel packing up all of the cords and wires and furniture. Right now, as we're you know taping this podcast, this is the spin room where just a few minutes ago, uh, reporters were gathered to hear from surrogates for the different campaigns. Uh, and the debate itself actually happened uh, a couple rooms over, not in the room where all the media get to sit. Uh, And, you know, as we were sitting here in this room a little bit earlier, I think I turned to all of you guys halfway through this debate and was like, Susanna Raul, I don't know what to make of what we're watching on the screens right now. I don't know if I could write our lead in this moment or kind of have some big thought, because honestly, despite all of the buildup to this debate, of which there was a lot, there were no real bombshells, no huge moments that I feel like, you know, people are going to walk away from tonight talking about over the water cooler with their friends. I didn't really hear anything new. Substance-wise, I must say, it felt really a bit boring. I would have loved to hear more on foreign policy. I always loved that. But there was just one question about Ukraine, and the answer was pretty predictable. Warnock said, stay strong against Russia, and Walker called Putin a bully, and that was it about foreign policy. Herschel Walker did well in tonight's debate. You know, he went you know, on attack a few times, quite a few times actually, uh, with Senator Warnock. You know, but, you know, here in the spin room, we had Ralph Reed uh, come up and speak, Congressman Buddy Carter, and, and I think they, that was their messaging is, you know, Herschel Walker did well. He looked prepared, he looked ready. He had a few minor moments here and there, but I think that was the general takeaway. Senator Warnock, I think, was, was playing the above it all card, the reverend card. He did okay. There, again, there wasn't a massive moment, but what you saw, you know, was, was two people taking two yes. very different approaches on that stage. I got the impression, or I saw a lot of attacks by Walker, but Warnock didn't really fight back or, or really attack that hard, though, did he? You know, going into this debate, it was an open question of how much we would see Senator Warnock go on the offensive, especially about some of the most controversial pieces of Herschel Walker's personal story. Uh, So far on the campaign trail, he has largely avoided making those kind of direct attacks. Um, 
And we saw him largely stick with that strategy into this debate, whereas Walker came in hard, as you mentioned, from the beginning, both on Warnock's personal story, but also constantly tying it back to Joe Biden and his attachment with the president. There were also a lot of moments in the debate where this got really personal, um, which was expected. It has been a theme of this race. But there was one time when Warnock came in with a very specific attack on Herschel Walker, and it came in the context of an accusation from Walker about Warnock not supporting the police. We will see time and time again tonight, as we've already seen, that my opponent has a problem with the truth. I, I, and, and just because he said something doesn't mean it's true. One thing I have not done, I've never pretended to be a police officer, and, and, and I've, never, I've never threatened a shootout with the police. Well, and now I have to respond to that. We are, we are, we are no, moving no, no, on, no. gentlemen. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am work with many police officers, <laughs> and at the same time, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, Mr. Walker, excuse me, Mr. Walker, please, out of respect, I, I, I need here. to let you know, Mr. Yes. Walker, you are very well yes. aware of the rules tonight. Yes. And you have a prop. Yes. That is not allowed, sir. So, so this was quite a moment. Uh, I'm wondering what you, you, you made of this. He flashed this badge, and I want to know which badge that was. And I asked him... Ralph Reed afterwards, if they knew, and they were like, oh, we don't know, I don't know, I didn't see it. And I'm wondering which police badge it is. I know he got a, a badge from Cobb County, like an honorary one, maybe that's the one he had. But it was also um, strange to see the moderator sort of be like a, like a teacher, you know, it put that prop away. It was kind of an interesting moment. It was one of the few testy moments in the whole debate. I <laughs> that mean, was it. <laughs> I'm just thinking back to 2020 when we saw Trump and Biden on a debate stage several times, and there was so much crosstalk that often you couldn't even understand what either of them were saying. Yeah. You talked about this debate being boring at the beginning, and maybe that's a good thing in some respects, <laughs> you know, you can actually have some yeah. rational discussions about policy. That being said, I am not sure that that is what happened in this debate. I think at the end, the, the flashing the badge, that moment is going to end up being kind of a, a social media moment, you know, because that was one of the things, you, you, you guys know that I, I, I love being on Twitter, and, and, and you saw some reactions from that, and it may continue out of that. In the end, Senator Warnock's kind of goal was to do the senatorial thing, the reverend thing, you know, the above it all thing, and, and, and Herschel Walker was going in there to either punch, quick punch, quick punch, you know, attack, 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 and, and um, but again, I think the other thing was, you know, for, for those voters we've been talking about, you know, one of the things we've talked about are those Republican voters who are, are kind of on the fence about Herschel Walker. You know, there's a possibility that he's pushed a few of them into their camp with this, this performance that, that looked well-prepared and, and, and well-prepped for. Yeah. I just want to push back on that for a moment before we move on to policy. You know, we've Throughout the discussion about this debate, as 
there was negotiations about would there be a debate, when and where. We've talked about lowering expectations for, for Walker and as a purposeful strategy on behalf of his campaign. So I would just want to note, as we talk about him not stumbling in a major way, not crumbling on the debate stage, that's in some ways the bare minimum we should expect from a candidate. And uh, I, I just don't want people to walk away being like, this was a stunning debate performance. I think he got up there and did what he needed to do, and that might be all that he needed to do with some of these voters who were unsure about him before. But I just want us to keep in mind the strategy that his, he himself was, was telling us he was practicing in the lead-up to this debate. And, and that's the reason I use the word, he did well. You know, surrogates who were up there saying, you know, he did amazing. He did. I w that's the reason, again, at the beginning of, the, of our conversation, I said, he did well. So, but I do want to get to the issue of abortion. Um, there was some sort of confusing messaging coming from Herschel Walker tonight. What, what, what do you guys make of that? Well, first, let's just listen to the tape really quick. Okay. I said I support uh, the heartbeat bill, and I said I support the Georgia heartbeat bill because that's the bill of the people from Governor Kemp. And I said that has exceptions in it. I said I'm a Christian, but I'm also representing the people of Georgia and that's who I represent. So what the people of Georgia stand for, I'm gonna stand with them. So Susanna, this seems to be like a little bit of revisionist history to my ears, or at least massaging a position that Walker took earlier in the campaign during the primary, um, either given the recent personal controversies related to abortion that he's dealt with, or the fact that staking out a staunch stance on abortion in a primary race does not match up well with the kind of voters you were trying to reach in a general election that is really tight. Um, Walker told me in May when he was in the primary that he supports no exceptions for abortion and that he would support a national ban on the procedure. And that certainly seems to fly in face of what we heard him say tonight. He didn't address that previous position directly. All he said was he supports Kemp's law, which is what Georgians support, and that's where he's gonna go with. So to me, this seems like a little bit of a, a muddying of the waters so that voters can read whatever they want out of you know Walker's various stances on abortion over the course of this campaign. I absolutely believe that the question needs to be asked to clarify, Herschel Walker, Mr. Walker, what is your position on abortion. Has there been any kind of change? Because I had the same thing on the trail. National abortion ban, no exceptions for rape, incest, or health of the mother. Has that position changed? I, and again, I don't think, you know, it's a clear black track or a clear denial. I think that, that it, I think you believe you use the right words, mudding of the waters. And, and I think what we heard in this cut from the debate is a delineation between a personal position on abortion and a policy platform position. And I think when we ask Walker that question, it'll be really important to clarify which one he's talking about, because up on the debate stage, I think that was really muddied today. All right, we'll take a quick break. This is a special edition of Georgia Votes 2022 from Savannah, Georgia. Support for WABE comes from Virtual Imaging, believing it's not just about living longer, it's about living healthier longer. Providing medical diagnostics to help catch deadly or debilitating diseases early. You can learn more on proactive screenings at virtualimagingatl.com. You love free. 
And at Ameris Bank, so do we. That's why we're proud to offer worry-free, hassle-free Ameris Bank free checking. Manage your money your way with convenient access to digital, mobile, and telephone banking, all with no monthly service fee or minimum balance requirements. At Ameris Bank, we're with you. For more information or to open an account, visit our local bankers in person or online at amerisbank.com slash free checking. Other fees such as overdraft fees may apply. Ameris Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Welcome back to this special edition of Georgia Votes 2022 from Savannah. There was a big circus around this debate outside the venue right before it started. On one side of the street were Warnock supporters holding up signs and shouting. And across the street, about the same number of Walker supporters. And um, somewhere in between, there was a libertarian candidate, Chase Oliver. He was holding a sign that said, let him speak. He was not invited on stage, but he could be a spoiler in this whole election. Raul. So I've had a couple of conversations with him throughout the day. I actually talked to him when he was driving to Savannah, then actually ran into him uh, outside of the building. And, and for those who were wondering, the situation was Nexstar had a, a list of criteria that he had to meet, but I think most importantly was not reaching 10% uh, in the general election polls. And so that was really the biggest thing that, one of the biggest things that kept him um, out of this debate. You know, um, I, when I talked to him, I think his biggest frustration was his inability to talk to those undecided voters that are out there. Uh, that was really um, what he wanted to do. Now, there is another debate on Sunday uh, at the Atlanta Press Club that Senator Warnock has accepted and Chase Oliver's accepted. So we're going to probably see those two. I should point out that Herschel Walker has neither accepted that invitation or declined that invitation. We'll see what happens. But I did ask, as we mentioned earlier, Ralph Reed was one of the surrogates that was in this spin room. And I asked Ralph Reed, you know, do you expect him to show up to the debate? And I think he all but said, I don't expect to see Herschel Walker uh, at the Atlanta Press Club uh, on Sunday. Mm -hmm. But there's also the idea that the libertarian could be the spoiler because it's got to be 50 plus one. So, you know, he could be, um, yeah, get a few votes and we'll have a runoff in December. One thing that was interesting to me was this exchange about health care and the Atlanta Medical Center closing. Raphael Warnock, of course, talked about the need for Medicaid expansion. We've heard that argument. And then they had this exchange about how to make sure there's access to health care. Take a listen. Well, what the people can be assured of is I'm willing to meet with uh, hospital administrators, meet with people rather than writing a letter, because Senator Warnock waited till they made the decision and wrote a letter. And I said, they don't need a pen payout, they need, they need solutions. We are moving on now, Senator Warnock. That same question to you, sir. What measures can Congress enact to ensure everyone has access to hospitals and doctors. You have 30 seconds. Well, clearly he doesn't have a solution. He, well, he I said, said I'll meet with the administrator. That's he, a solution. He said you didn't his, do that. his solution is to meet. My solution is to pass legislation, which I've done. I got $4 billion in the American Rescue Plan to help the non-expansion states to do what they should have done to expand. They left that money on the table. You know, I, I, I don't want to be so negative coming out, but, but really there's not a policy that's going to save AMC. You know, actually today we're still, it's still Friday and, and the emergency room is now closed and the total hospital is going to be closing at the end of the month. And then overall, when it comes to kind of new policies, 
you know, you kind of wonder at this late hour, is, is a new policy or a new idea really going to move the needle with voters? But this is a reminder that, you know, as we've heard some of these policy topics come up in the debate tonight, that we don't hear a ton about on the campaign trail. Um, you know, for example, foreign policy, a huge role for members of the U.S. Senate. Um, really, abortion and inflation have been the dominant issues of this race. The issues that we hear come up again and again when we talk to voters, and they were the issues that led this debate. So whether some of these other topics, like Ukraine and Putin, or closing of AMC resonate with voters in a way that swings them one way or the other, I'm not sure. I do want to mention one thing that I did hear that I think was new that I have not heard on the trail, and it came during the discussion about the cost of college, the increasing cost for, for families. And it was Herschel Walker saying that there should be a cut in federal funds for universities with rising cost. And, you know, that, that did stand out at me. And, and, you know, the other surrogate that was in this room for, uh, for Herschel Walker was Congressman Buddy Carter, who also once served in the Georgia legislature. And he's like, yeah, we should do something about that. But I really would like to hear more about what does this look like? I'd love to hear from Chancellor Sonny Perdue. You know, I, I'd wonder what his reaction to the idea of cutting, because look, the cost of college is just going up, whether it's professors or just what's happening with inflation. So I'd love to hear about more about this because the cost of college it's a big deal to our audience, and it's a big deal to a lot of people. And um, before we go, any final thoughts about tonight? So, you know, all week we've been talking in the lead up to this debate about whether these things actually matter or not. And then we get to the debate and we have these conversations of who is the winner, who is the loser. And I think that's kind of a silly dichotomy. I think it's really hard for us to say whether debates like this shift the trajectory of a race. And I think the only way we'll know is one, when we start talking to voters about what they think about this race, because our thoughts really don't matter, you know? And two, we gotta wait till election day. I don't think it's use making too many predictions right now. I, I just think it's crazy, the whole idea that we've put all this attention on this debate, and then on Monday, we've got Governor Kemp, Stacey Abrams, and Libertarian Shade Hazel I mean, we literally have not talked about that debate. And so that's, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. And then remember, the Atlanta Press Club has like 14 debates. So more debates ahead. And that's it for our special edition of Georgia Votes 2022 from Savannah. Thank you, Sam and Raul, for staying up late. Our producer is Kevin Rinker. On October 20th, the NPR Politics Podcast comes to the Bucket Theater in Atlanta. We hope to see you there. I'm Susanna Capolito. <laughs>